Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Bosswab saying thank you for tuning in. As always. Come see us on tour. They're going places. We're starting uh, this week in Newfoundland. We're going to make our way to Nova Scotia. Then we're going to go to Alberta, then BC, then back to Ontario, then chill. Check out the dates at abaswahab.com. Come out and see the people. Enough of that. Back in the studio today with me, I believe for the third time this uh, the last time you were on, I think it was in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to have you. Simone Park is in the house. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. How are How'd you like that intro? It was long-winded. Yeah, that's it? okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, it was good. I needed to exhale. <laughs> I like how you need a drink of water immediately. Right away. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's a lot. So you you just told me your car exploded? Yeah. What the fuck happened? I don't know. It just... it. <sighs> I think it was like... You know, because it's a Japanese car, it was a Subaru, and I've been really ragging on them hard in my comedy, and they were just like, they just kamikaze themselves. Like, watch, bitch, yeah. watch. Just you watch. Yeah. That's great. Japanese cars are not, I love how you said, you know, it's a Japanese car. Like, they're known, you know, Japanese cars are known for exploding. Civics <laughs> are, are known for just combusting, Isn't you know? Civic. No, I'm saying, like, they're the most reliable car. They're like the car, they're the one car that's not supposed to explode. Right. Right? It's like Ferraris and Teslas explode. I don't know. It so, was just, yeah. So I have, I've been taking transit, which is like I haven't taken the transit in decades. How does it feel? It uh, humbles you, doesn't it? It sure does. It's it a sure very does. humbling experience. But for the most part, I would say I've, like, I don't even know Toronto anymore. Okay, okay. Before we continue okay. on the fact that you just came back from Hawaii and that's where you've been for a minute, mm-hmm. I need to know. Mm-hmm. The car exploding is not a regular. I'm still not over this. <laughs> How you're so zen about the fact that this was your car. Yeah, but I kind of like gave it away before I went to Hawaii. So it's so been it's, gone for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, I just like. Who had it? It was like my friend's son, who's kind of like my little brother. Yeah. That's like the homiest family. Yeah. And, you know, he had turned 21 or something. I'm like, he needs a car. He needs his freedom. Just like, you know, whatever. This what guy was these? ripping the e-brake every snowfall. <laughs> He's racing. Rare. He thinks yeah, it's a WRX STI. It's like a Subaru Impreza. Just or what a regular Impreza. Oh, so my regular God. Regular ass Impreza. See, they think it's Fast and the Furious shit, right? They, no. it, some Impreza <laughs> will give you, you know what I mean? They'll delude you like that. You're like, yo, this is this is the base of a WRX STI. <laughs> oh, imagine. It, expl- it was because he was street racing? No, well, what? no. Cars don't just explode, Simone. I don't know. You drove to Montreal. And it I was just, fine. Yeah, I did my first show in Montreal ever. That's the one with Ed World? Uh, no. This, this isn't is with the um, Anto. Gotcha, No, gotcha. this was just like a Chinatown, like Asian thing. Gotcha. And so I, I actually had Anto on. This yeah. is uh, Generational Trauma? Yeah, I love Anto. Yo, Generational. Yo, if you fucked up generationally, go check out that Anto Chan episode. Big up to Anto. <laughs> I don't know. So I was surprised. I was like, wow, she's driving great. Things he has a Subaru good. too. Oh, I don't know. He does, yeah. Oh, okay, he pulled great. up in it. It's new though. Oh, excuse you yeah. with the new one. Yeah, his good is one of those non exploding Subaru. Non exploding Yeah, it's Subarus. a newer model. Got yeah. it, got it. So yeah, I mean it was it was sad, but in the highway in Toronto? No, no, just like by the mall. And like at a red light. Fire trucks came, everything. I don't know, I think so. It's like it's burnt like it's a shell like it's pretty crazy it's wild but this is how nonchalant you are i love I mean, that's I how do? i know you you were zen out there that's hawaii will do that to a motherfucker <laughs> you're like it burned to a crisp i mean i put four years of payments in that car cars and, burn uh, it, cars, cars burn. burn from time to time did you tell your cousin's son what happened or show him a picture he's like yeah i should have probably said something about that it, they'll do that from time no to time. it happened when he was he was driving it. Oh, I thought. Yeah, no, you, no. I drove to Montreal and it was perfectly fine. Gotcha. And I was like, wow, so impressive that like this car is driving. 
The motherfucker put Nas in great. it. Yeah. I don't know. But he, it was the final. He was, he told you, he told your cousin, I've got one last race <laughs> and then I'm out of the game for real. I think it really traumatized him as well because, you know, he loved that car too. Burning so, car. Yeah. Well, life's a bitch. And here we are. Here we are. So uh, we ju- you just briefly told me before y- you had to leave Hawaii? Yeah. So I, I realized that I want to be there. But I can't do it on a work visa, like something temporary. It's a hassle. Because I can't ever really build my life. When you know that like, oh, if you lose your job, you get laid off, you have to pick up and leave. Oh. So that doesn't work for me. You're pe- uh, preaching to the choir. I lived in the States for three years on a temporary TN visa. The TN. The TN. And it's the exact same thing. They're like, hey, you, you don't get income from any other source. Yeah. And exactly, if if your supporting company is switches, it's a whole new application. Oh yeah, you I had to, to do that. Exit the country and re-enter as a as a, a reapplicant. Right. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I went through that, and I had to do the change of employer thing. I think that was the last time I was in Canada because I lost my dad. Yeah, and then when I went back, and I did the whole change of employer, and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. So so. The job was still good. You were just like, I'm out. Like, I can't. Um, The first job? Or? No, no. Like, recently, when you, you've been here a couple months now in Toronto. Yes. You're saying, so the job the job didn't, like, go, like, oh, you're out. Oh, no. I actually, got, I actually got laid off. Okay. That's, that that's what yeah. I did, too. Yeah. Because I bet you were feeling it, and you weren't really going to do it. But you were, I was feeling it, but I was like, I'm not going to. And then when they laid me off, I was like, fuck this Yeah. Game. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like the employer, when they know that you want to be there, they're like dangling this little carrot in front of you. They know that they hold all the power. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's so exploitative. You're like, hey, uh, you guys didn't approve my vacation. Well, uh, right now it's a it's all hands on deck, Simone. You know that. And it is a team culture around here. And you know the season we're in is higher traffic than other seasons. You know what I mean? They just and you know, in consideration of your status in the country, you're like, yeah, they some just slavery shit. It is like borderline. Actually, it's it's gross. I had so. it even worse. I the company that hired me that wrote the TN for me was a consulting company that would rent out their employees to companies. So I got hired by this company directly, we'll call it Company X, as a sales program manager. Sales, a sales guy. Mm-hmm. The whole thing I was, the the whole project, the big like money scheme that I was supposed to oversee, failed, brought no money in, and it was costing them a lot of money. So they're like, fuck, we gotta recoup the costs on this guy. And they had all these clients that they would like, be like, you guys need a mechanic, like, cause a lot of startups in San Francisco, they don't want to pay benefits for everybody. Oh, so wow. they just give us mercenary engineers. We just need them for six months during this crazy crunch time. So oh. I went in like that. So now the not only will mm, the main people wrote me a TN, but now I'm in the in a company, company Y, as a consultant. So when I needed my fucking vacation approved, the my company would be like, make sure the client approves it. And the oh. client's like, oh, no, 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 no. Had we known, they literally were, had we known you needed time off, we would have never signed you on for six months. So wow. I couldn't get it approved by them. They would tr- send me to China constantly. And uh, I'd be there for six days just in a fucking conference room, like just being like a human puppet, like yeah. straight slavery shit. Yeah. And they wouldn't give all of their actual employees these tasks because they know, like, we'll burn them out. We'll, there's no longevity in an employee treated like this. So you can't but do that to Americans. Right. Even an Indian who is, like, a full-time employee. Because oh, I'm going to quit. Right. But when this person is on there contractually for six months, it's like, I'm not going to quit. Because mm-hmm. then then you lose your job. with the, And that's what ended up happening. Yeah. And then you have to come back to Canada. I told them, take me off this project. And they took me out the project. And then my the original company X, they fired me in five days. They were just like, yeah, we have nothing to put you on. You're done. Gross. And then, yeah, I was actually back here for my birthday. And they did it over email. Because like, uh. I was like, give me vacation. Give me. They're like, no, no, no. Finally, take me off the project. And then as soon as they do, I fly home. Finally, I'm free. Let me go home. It's October. It's my birthday. When's your birthday? October 6th. Mine's the 16th. Oh, shit. What? Plus 10. Libra. You know? So, yeah, exactly. So, we come, I, you know, I come back and they fire my ass. And I'm just like, fuck America. Like, I go back. I try to scramble for a job. And then I'm like, you know what? Exactly that feeling you had. I'm like, 
I don't need to apply for another TN and start this whole thing again. Let's just go back to Canada. This was yeah. 2017. Wow. Crazy. So what about you? Like, So now it's been a couple months in Toronto. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the plan? Oh, I'm going to Asia. Oh, I love that you... <laughs> Korea or all over? What's the... Korea and all over. Um, so I think, you know, I lost my dad. That might yeah. have been the last time we did I, the podcast. I don't know if it was during... No. No, it was... It was before that happened. I just saw online that, you know, uh, super so, sorry and everything. Yeah. But uh, I saw online, I think it was a year ago, roughly. Yes. And it wasn't like, yo, I know you're back for the funeral. You want to do the pot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, Simone, when you can dry those tears, come on over. We'll do an hour real quick. Okay. So then I, I did the podcast when I was here. So I got stuck in Hawaii during the pandemic. Yes, and then I, I came back to get my to get a job so I could go back. So yes. it was in that period. I did the quarantine thing on Queen Queen West. Yeah, last time you were on, you were like, I was living in a shack for two weeks alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where you're at. Yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like actually quarantined. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Felt, I felt like I spent so much time in quarantine. You were like the mountains or something, and, right? Probably. Like something out of a book, the way yeah. you were. Just the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know. And now you're rinse and repeat in Asia. What, what's the plan? There, uh, I've never been so lackadaisical about this trip. So I have a trip to Korea, and I'm doing a fundraiser on November fourth. Like two, I have a day and a half to kind of get over jet lag, and just do it. And then I don't have my flight booked to the next destination, but I have like a few countries to go to. That I've booked shows. And and like you can travel by bus within... No. It all has to be flights. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm doing Korea, which I would not want to do in November because it's cold. It's going to be kind of similar-esque yeah. to Canada. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to do that. Um, but I'm also hopefully going to be working with this organization. So the one that I did with Edworld. Yeah. That was for this organization called Freedom Speakers International. And so their whole goal is to, when North Koreans make it out of North Korea, they help them to learn English and tell their stories. So do speeches and write books. Isn't that crazy? What? Like your life in North Korea is so fucked up. If by the grace of God and humanity you can get out, we'll make sure, we'll monetize it for you on the other end. We're going to put you on speeches. Like, yeah, we're going to make sure that just the stories of living there. Because it's not yeah. like you're going to be like, you're going to go work for the IRS as an accountant. And yeah. just like, yeah, I was actually in North Korea for 28 years. I was in a camp, yeah. But anyways, you owe money. You know what I mean? We like, didn't know there was an actual world out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to be telling the story, uh, probably get involved with the same organization. So you're ready to help new batch of people coming out, right? Well, the, the sad part is since COVID, people aren't really getting out anymore. So there's like statistics. I think the highest amount of North Koreans that were able to escape was in 2009. That was just under 3,000 people. In 2022, it's now, what, mid to late October. So this whole year, I think there's 19 people that managed to get out. Wow. Yeah, because during COVID, everyone was kind of closing their borders, right? So you couldn't travel. I think some of these countries are just starting to open up again. Damn. Um, So yeah, it's like real, real sad. 3,000 to 20. Mm -hmm. Well, 3,000 was like the highest. That was like the heyday. They've never hit that many. What was it like before COVID, like 2018, 2019? Uh, I mean, I like don't have it off the bat, but like maybe one to 2,000, yeah. I would guess. Again, don't quote me. So um, it's locked off. Now it's like the ones that make it through fucking made it through some yeah. next shit. I think so for 2022, as far as I know, there was 19 up until now, give or take. I think in 2021, there was maybe... A couple hundred, if we're lucky. So it's just getting harder for them. Just getting a lot harder. So God damn. And I think because my dad was technically born there, but it was like before the war, so it's it, it's it was still gray, one country. Yeah, it's, it's a gray yeah, area, but yeah. I know that he was very, like he always wanted to build like a ramen factory just so they could eat because they don't eat. Yeah, 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 I like they don't. Have I listened food. to what's her name on Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, that would escape. Park. Yes, exactly. And some people are like, "Oh, you know, her story is it fake? Is it true? Whatever." Listening to her, I'm like, 
I don't get the sense that any of this is a lie. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's an anti-China pop. I don't know, but it sounds like she's telling the experience. And it sounds like fucking hell. It's insane. It's like that's happening right now. Everyone's looking on the streets for like a dead animal carcass and stuff like that. Like, like starvation is standard all around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's wild that it's been, what, 70-something years since all of this happened? Maybe more? I don't know. Since, like, 40, the 40s? And just, like, well, I guess if you think of what ha what's happening in Ukraine, and we don't really, like, hear too much about it, so it's just, like, we know what's going on, but I think something like North Korea, it's, like, it's just, just way over people's heads. Like, they don't really care. And truthfully, I don't think... I probably wouldn't care if it wasn't so close to home. Gotcha. Just being honest. But since losing my dad last year, honestly, I do not know what I'm doing. I just know that I'm supposed to do this. Gotcha. So Intuition. Yeah. And eventually, because did you know that Canada actually is the third country in the world since last year to open their doors to North Korean refugees? I didn't. Who are the others? Uh, the first South is Korea? South Korea and yeah. then the United States. God so damn. Canada just was like, let's do this. Fuck yeah. China's like, get back in there. You know what I mean? Oh, Fuck let's yeah. not even go into China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get back in. That's that's sick. But they're barely getting out, though. They're barely so it's like, out. if you get out by some fucking chance, yeah, you can come to Canada. You'll probably go to South Korea because like, that's where you physically will get out, right? Because no one gets out by boat, do they? They would... They get over the DMZ or whatever, right? No, not through the DMZ. So they have to usually, as far as I know, they would wait until winter and they would kind of like crawl across the ice and escape into northern China, a little sliver there. Oh. And so if they're not killed on the journey, yeah. which is like happens Chance. to a lot of people, yeah. once they make it to China, unfortunately, they will likely be sold and trafficked. And so they think they're paying, somebody's paying to get them a broker, to get them into China. And they think, oh, my God, I made it. I'm alive, home free. Mm. And then if, especially if you're a female, which most people coming out of North Korea are women. Why is that? I'm not sure. Huh. I'm not I sure. Think the, wouldn't the journey be so treacherous that it it's would be so like, treacherous so because it's they like, don't even have like adequate clothing to deal with all the snow and the ice. And then there's guards that might kill them. Yeah. Like there's just so many things along the way that could kill them. Then they make it, and this is really sad, but the women have it the worst. So once they make it to China, the likelihood is that they will be trafficked and sold to a Chinese family that has a son. Remember the one baby rule? Yes. And girls were not. Yes. So they're like, they it's killed like an them. 80, 20. White people yes. adopted them. So there's all these leftover men yeah. that weren't able to get married on their own. Fucking idiot China. Fuck the leftover, yeah, the leftover uh. dudes, oftentimes there's maybe a mental disability or a physical deformation or something like We're that. We're incel factories here you're talking about. Yeah, and so these families buy the young North Koreans, often virgins, sometimes 12, 13, whatever, for like less than we would pay for a phone. And then the families know that given the chance they'll probably escape so they like can't even use the bathroom on their own their their physical labor oh. now they're kind of like they're slaves wow and then they have to have the and, children of these their new husbands would this happen mostly in like the farm agricultural area probably. where it's like that like northern oh, yeah so she's like if you come to the house there's clearly a, like a second class person there that like barely speaks the language mm -hmm. that can't be free so so everyone knows exactly what's happening but they don't really like and it's I not my place to say anything again about your i don't know life. i don't know but yeah. also china understands that if they send them back the, they will not only dead. be killed but three generation yeah. rule mm -hmm, yeah. so their whole family is basically i thought i thought the three generation rule rule applied even if you dip it could. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because like, I don't know how it works because there's so much death. There's so much starvation that death has to be so common. that It's, it's so like, common. If someone dies, who's to, it's not like someone's like, mark the number. It's like, so if you escape, then you died, you escape. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say who? Yeah. So I guess, ah, man, it's so fucked up. It really is fucked up. Yeah. Because it's like, it's so locked off and everyone's like, ah, they're. 
They're fine. They're, f- they're f- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kim Jong Un, what a fucking joke character, or whatever the hell. He's like a caricature of a of a of a crazy president. It's like a it's like a joke. The whole thing is kind of a joke, mm-hmm. and everyone's living in like a giant concentration camp, and it's like. Yeah, I think there was like hope because he studied in Switzerland and kind of had a taste of the Western world. Yeah. And he had croissants. What yeah, happened? We don't un- we don't understand. He had he had chocolate filled croissants. That's um, f- well. How do you think this is? There hope in um, among the Korean community that like there's no border opening. If someone has to go in there and just kill that fucking the the, the uns, right? Isn't that like? It's it's not like all right, lay down your arms and everyone. Okay, we'll educate you now and food for like it can't get fixed without a full regime takeover. Yeah, and I think there's too many interests that maybe wouldn't want to see that happen because they're benefiting from it. So because it's like a strategic military. I don't know if it's just military. It's just people who are benefiting maybe won't want to see that happen. So. I don't know. It's I don't know. Just Do you know some shit that I don't know? Nah, <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like you were pulling information for a nah, second. Nah, no, I just... You're like, let's go back to the Subaru. I can't. <laughs> wink, wink. We'll so talk about after. Subaru. Yeah. Uh, no. Jesus, she's scared. I don't know. I just, I just want to help the ones that get out. And I don't know. They're just like the sweetest people. And if you think about how we are like, we have such first world problems. Oh, Right. And then there's these people who have not experienced like they've had nothing. And so they just like kind of appreciate everything. And there's I think if the people that do get out and we actually work with them to help them overcome the trauma that they've gone through, which I don't think we do enough with immigrants or sorry, refugees that get out. We're just like, ah, you're fine. Come on, come to Canada. And yeah, we're like, here's the Uber bag. They just experienced so much trauma. I'm like, ah, mental health is <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, like dry, You'll get, be fine. Get Susan to Pilates quick. She's you almost know? late. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like we're not taking mental health into consideration for people who come out of these war, war-torn countries. And, you know, we can't just throw th- them into the real world and not think that they're going to have some serious what? repercussions of that trauma. I think what they do is they try to filter them out in those like, it's not even like they let them in and provide aid. They just go, you're not coming in. You know what I mean? Mm. So the ones that they deem worthy for this society, they're like, okay, you passed the three interviews and you did your English test. Okay, now go forth and be productive. You know what I mean? Maybe they hid their shit. Maybe they're just like everyone else a little fucked up. But it's like I think they literally just filter out the nut jobs. Mm. You know what I mean? The people that are like are shell-shocked. They're fucked. Unless it's like one schizophrenic member of like a family that's like everything they're like okay but it's like if you're if you have mental illness and you're alone you're not getting in the country you think so i don't no, actually i mean know mild depression anxiety bipolar as long as you can have that good personality in the in the meeting you'll get through but like schizophrenic without a chaperone or a caregiver you're not getting into the country oh i don't yeah i've never seen it like that it like i mean you'd have to apply for yourself and whatever the fuck like but there, are, there is so much of that. Actually, I did boot camp with a guy, a North Korean. Uh, oh, like coding boot camp? No, 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 oh. no. Like a uh, military boot camp. Like I was in the reserves when I was like 17. Oh, here? In, yeah, uh, naval, oh. naval reserves. What? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You know, we try to get that money. Boot camp is 6000 It's only nine weeks. <laughs> you have to pay 6000 No, you get six grand for nine weeks. But then what? Then you're in the military, but I, the plan was I'd quit. I'd you get, just I'd do boot camp, get collecting, six, get, get ripped, get exactly, your six get grand. ripped, literally crawl through the mud. I already had an immigrant upbringing. I was like, let's crawl through the mud, get this money. But then it it's so cult like breaking that when you finish it, you're like, family, we did it. So, so I ended up staying in for six years. But but it, it, but like whoops, no, yeah, yeah. But it was like part-time. they got gotcha. you. Yeah, it was like part time. Sure, not sure, while I was sure. in university. But in my boot camp, there was a guy named Lee who I forget who his first name is because there you just go by last names. And he, this guy was so hardened. Him and his mom escaped North Korea like a long time ago. Like at that time, this was 2009. Uh, uh, mm. And they probably escaped in like I think that was 90. the highest year. Yeah. Oh. But 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 oh, his English okay. was good. He'd okay. been in Canada for like at least eight years, eight to ten years. I didn't know we could accept them before like recently. I, I, his story was like he I forget how his story went but it was crazy they literally truly had to escape like it was like I don't know if you ever seen like fucking 
what's that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village, where she like leaves the forest and it's just regular society? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what it was like for them to get the fuck out. And then like people are on Samsungs in Korea. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he was so hardened. He wouldn't talk about anything over there. But man, this guy was just, he had like this, like, he was just so hardened. He had like a standard level of like anger and just like, he was just, man, I just remember being like, fuck, this guy's like, old like uh, like like the strength of like life 100 200 years ago type shit you know what i mean that's crazy i was like Oof. damn yeah yeah he's the only guy i ever met that was like i escaped from north korea like i guess they can't mom. really talk about yeah. it that much because then you're putting your if there's family still there they might get oh he's like he's like oh i remember he told me he's like i'm assume i assume my father's dead he has no idea because they him and his mom left so it's like he assumes that he got killed. Probably. Yeah. Delightful. It's it's super fucked up. And uh It's gonna be a super enjoyable podcast. Yo, by the way. I mean, uh, hey, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> North Korea, that's the name of it. This this is what we're doing what we can for North Korea, guys. We're giving them the laughs. What's better? A bunch of celebrities getting together and singing a song for North Korea? <laughs> Remember that we all forgot the ones above us in the north. You know what I mean? Justin Bieber, North Koreans, we're forgetting them tonight. You know oh what I mean? Like, talking about it. Talking about it. Yeah, exactly. But did you hear the North Korean thing on Spotify? It's sick, dude. What do you mean? No, oh. People talking. <laughs> ja- that Jack Harlow verse was crazy. North Koreans running, clipping, flipping. <laughs> I mean, this oh is how people God. bring awareness or whatever the fuck. But it really is crazy because it's like, as soon as you talk about it, it's like, wow, it's fucked. But it's some. It has a thing of falling right to the bottom of. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's just been so long. Like, how do you compare something that started in the last year, and there's bombs going off right now, versus something that has been going on for longer than you've been alive? Right. It just kind of falls. It feels too big. It's just in the background. Too old. Mm-hmm. I think that's how some South Koreans view it too, because it's no it's no longer like, oh my God, my brother is there, my uncle is there. It's like those ones have probably all died off a little bit. Gotcha. And so unfortunately, usually the third generation starts to care. So we might have to wait one generation. And then there's this girl who's gonna be like, Hey, don't speak pack. Korean at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the last Wu-Tang shirt I did get in Seoul, so... Okay, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. But you're just like, who would have thought I'd get this here, though? Yeah. You're like, Wu-Tang shirt from Seoul, that's a story by itself, you know? <laughs> They're yeah. like, you're like, where the fuck in North... I'm helping them. Like, ma'am, please, you're yelling. Yeah. <laughs> where are they? Show me where they are. Oh. Have you ever sp- uh, spoken to a North Korean? Yeah. Did they tell you stories of shit over there, or do they just not talk about it? Well, I've, like, shared... I got the permission of a North Korean to like retell her story. Yeah. Because uh, my friend and I, we were in New York and we did this like fundraiser. Always doing fundraisers. Yeah, I was going to say. Just Anto, fundraisers. Anto's facilitated all these. The boys connected. But. Anto didn't facilitate this. Sure. <laughs> this okay, is my buddy, so Brian. And, um, this is New York Anto. <laughs> yeah. So I like saw two, there was two refugees who were sharing their stories, but it was in Korean. And then they had like a screen behind them that was kind of doing the English translation. Yeah. Boy, I was bawling. Ball, just crying my eyes, like ugly cry too. Yeah. It was just, oh my God. So I talked to them afterwards or her translator or something. And I was like, well, I have this talk coming up in at the Japanese like museum in LA in little Tokyo or something. And I said, what if I tell part of her story, but in English? Because I think there's a difference between a Korean and subtitle. Like some people just like can't read yeah, fast enough and they just don't want him. to. Yeah. So I was like, what if I do that? So I shared, I got the permission to share her story. And then um, I became a speaker coach, like an English speaker coach with that organization. And the one who chose me to be her coach, um, she didn't want to change her her speech, but I was just going to help her with her presentation. You're and like, the, we're going to tighten this up here. Yeah. Mean, There's a lot of fat on this. You're like, brothers, the brothers were hit and killed. It's like, let's lose hit, okay? <laughs> let's go straight to the kill. No, so I wasn't going to, she didn't want to change it, but I actually managed to use 
like hula chanting techniques and things that I learned when I was in Hawaii and just changed it to the English alphabet. Um, what the hell is hula chanting? Um, like so when they do hula, no, the hula dance, which oh. is like an old sacred dance, but they also like chant in the Hawaiian language. And so I had an amazing kumur teacher. I did this workshop and she was just amazing. So I don't know. I just, I didn't know what else to do. If I'm not going to be actually changing the speech itself, then what can I work with? Okay. Being able to like use your breath, being able to use dramatic pauses and <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ruin it. Like, yeah, no, don't anything. ruin it. Yeah. Um, like, so, la, la, la. <laughs> so I did that, and she won grand prize in this thing. Yeah. So now you got twenty percent. <laughs> you're like, it was all because of the pause. You would have never gotten there without yeah. the pause. Look at the look at the judges. <laughs> look at them in the eye. You're in the back. You're just like, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> you're so mad. Security's taking you out. I fucking made her. I fucking made her. <laughs> No. So now, hopefully, when so I get to Korea, I'm gonna do the audiobook of oh. the book that they published. Can you can you tell some of the story? Um, you can I mean, say your name. If, what if I like send you the link to the book, Yo. and then y'all can hear this sweet sweet voice? I love it. Just this saying is, a very traumatic story right there. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I hope that it was it like the Yumni Park or whatever. Uh, did you ever listen to that Rogan episode? And like no, her whole story, but I actually how I got involved with this organization. I read the book. Yeah, um, wait, she has a book. She has a book. Oh, what's it called? Uh, that's a good question. It's blue. Click the link; it'll it's be blue. referenced in the link. It's yeah. it's a beautiful blue color. If you're in the I've library, look for blue. All right, that's the. I mean, she. That's the hint. Just look it up, guys. <laughs> we got Google. People are on Google. Um, and so I read that book. And at the end, she thanks a bunch of people. Yeah. I knew three people who she had thanked on that list. So I reached out to all of them. Oh, my God, I just read Yummy Park's book. And I see that you guys were like two of them were from Hawaii. Yeah. And then this other one was a guy that I met when I went to Korea right after I started comedy in 2017. Yeah. Because I, I did three shows in Toronto. I was like, Korea is ready. Asia is ready for my jokes. And now five years later, I'm basically doing the same trip but adding a bunch of Southeast Asia because in my mind, in my mind, um, it's warmer there. <laughs> it's warmer there, but also, you know, getting people to somehow be receptive to opening their borders. I don't know if that's going to be what I'm able to do, but just making jokes about North Koreans and stuff like that and kind of dissolving the scariness around them, hopefully... I've got I've got a big plan and I have no idea how I'm going to execute on it, but this is kind of fact finding mission to like figure out what makes each country tick so that I can create some jokes and a narrative that will allow them to not vilify North Koreans anymore and hopefully eventually be open to helping them get out. Well, I think it's more effective than you may think. You shouldn't underestimate it because well, who knows how the fuck the domino effect of the life works, you yeah. know? How they say you go back, you step on a fly, you fucking end everything, like, you know, a million years later, whatever. Like, before I listened to that Yumi Park episode, I never thought about North Korea. Yeah. And now I really, like, it's been a conversation I've had on the podcast probably two or three times. This has been more in-depth than those other ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I When I had Edward Kim on, mm -hmm. I was talking to him about North Korea because when he lived in China, there was a couple North Korean. North Korea would send up a, a group of uh, what's it called, the foreign exchange students. Oh. They had to specifically go to China. They had to go to. Uh, they had to stay in a group and they have to go to the conditioning. They have to go to their embassy once a week for conditioning, like Clockwork Orange, eyes open, leader, leader, leader. You know what I mean? And like, Edward tried to fuck around, and that guy like made a very clear boundary like don't ever talk like in a way that Edwards thought like he was gonna get killed so i was like wow that's insane mm. but we don't know how these things will affect we don't know the future but my other question is why are all these countries why are they why is their border closed to north koreans well, what is i don't understand that at all like it's like our borders are open to palestinians are you know what I mean? I, who, you know, show refugee status, which should be pretty fucking easy for a Palestinian. Mm. Uh, Sudanese, Somalis, any of these people that are like running from, you know, famine or whatever mm. the hell, you know, fucked up government. 
we let them, I'm here as a result of that. You know, actually, we entered on professional status, which my dad told me every day I was alive. So he reminded me. We didn't come in. I have a whole bit on it. But like, uh, why are the doors closed for North Koreans? I don't get it. Is this some like political thing where China will be mad at the country if they open their doors to North Koreans? I have no like, idea. Like, you have no idea? Mm-hmm. That does it. Only three countries allow North Koreans. As far as I know, yeah. Germany, if you escape as a North Korean, Germany will not allow you to in. They'll let in one million Syrians, fucking 100,000, God knows how many Ukrainians. But they won't let in a North Korean enter? I don't think so. That's pretty, what the fuck? That's so weird. Is it though? Yeah, it is weird. Okay. How is it not? I don't get it. Like I didn't know there was like, a He's like he's gonna have to look this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I have to. I have to. I have to. Uh, why are North Korean refugees not allowed to enter? Blah blah. Enter UK was the one. Legal grounds for protection of North Korean refugees. Several years ago, a senior Chinese diplomat told me that his government does not consider North Koreans who cross into China to be refugees. They are like Mexicans. He said who illegally enter the United States, economic migrants seeking to better their lives. Hmm. So that that's in the case of China, which I would totally understand them being like, no, you know? But I don't understand what's third by far the most pertinent and compelling reason. Many of the North Koreans outside their country fit the category of refugees surplace, as defined by UNHCR. Refugees surplace are not persons who are refugees when they leave their country. They become refugees at a later date because of a valid fear of persecution persecution upon return thus the north koreans who leave their country for economic reasons can become refugees if they have valid fears of persecution harsh punishment upon return which should be standard for a fucking north korean yeah they'd be like your fears are not valid yeah exactly Uh, they're gonna kill me well how do we know they are are you sure you're not gonna just pick up your job and keep doing what i didn't have a job i I was a slave yeah Uh, i don't want to do that anymore well i that's fucking well, I mean, at least you're doing something to actually make a difference and you're not just talking. Yeah, and it's like usually I'm much more prepared if I have like a trip where I'm going solo to countries that I've never been before. I've never been so just like... Loosey-goosey? Yeah, just go with the flow and like I don't know exactly how much time. I have a few things booked, so I know I need to get to a certain country. But I also... Some of these countries I've never even been to, let alone done comedy there. Are you going to Vietnam? Not... Not yet. Yeah. I mean, I haven't booked anything there. I think I want to go to Vietnam in January. I Ooh. want to go to Vietnam for years. Dude, let's meet. Yo, if you're there January, 100%. I mean, there's a small chance I'd come back to Toronto for December, but why? You know, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm touring in November, and then my girl's going to Serbia in December for a couple of weeks. Nice. So just to see her grandparents were like ill She's and She's Serbian? She's Serbian. Oh. Born in Serbia, yeah. Off-white, as I like to say. You should, uh, next time you want to... Have sexy time. You should be like vreme ye, which means the time is now. How do you know this shit? How many Serbians have you dated? None. Do they whisper this shit in your ear no. in Korean? How do you say? Actually, you don't know Korean, right? No. Thank yeah. you for Reminding. diminishing. But my... it's a sick shirt, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're silly. I had a dream. Vreme ye. Vreme ye. Yeah. Say it like that. And yeah. then just like Vreme whip your yeah. dick out, you yeah. know? And, and spin it. Vremeye <laughs> helicopter. How do you say and helicopter? Just look, I have no idea. Vremeye. Yeah. I can say that and then uh, sing a song in Croatian. Care to say how you learn these random. Uh, uh, when I studied in Germany, my ro- roommate was Croatian. So okay, like, this yeah. is how you sing the song. You're like, stop talking. Please. I like learning little songs. Yeah, you are a language person. Yeah, you know? I've been you learning a lot of Urdu and um, Hindi because I've been taking a lot of, like, I don't have a car, so yeah. I've been taking a lot of Ubers. Oh, so when you're in an Uber, you just start learning words? You ask people to teach you? That's how I learned the words, yeah. God damn. That's why the time is now. Was this a Serbian That's actually from my friend who's half Serbian. Oh, gotcha. And she had a little little postcard that said that. And I was like, what is that? She said, the time is now. I think so, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, anyway, she's going going there. So I got to chill here. Uh, watch the dog and just kind of like chill here, do shows, whatever. And then probably go to, I'm from, like my parents are in London and shit. Mm. Go hang out at home a little bit. And then avoid- Ontario. Th- London, Ontario. Okay. Uh, 
But I just don't want to travel like during that time because I'm going to get destroyed in like all airline prices and stuff. But right when everyone's back, From that Christmas like between years. week one of January to week three, I'm like, okay, we escaped the cold Vietnam. Okay. I've been, Vietnam is one of those places that in my travels, I haven't traveled really that much in the last couple of years. Like here and there, I went to Paris a year ago, blah, blah, blah. But back in the day when I was doing corporate, I would travel like crazy. Because I hated, when you hate your job, you mm. travel hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Anybody who's traveling aggressively hates what they do. Or unless their whole thing is travel, which right. good for you. That's the sickest life. But out of all the places I'd go, I'd always run across people in, uh, what's it called? hostels and shit mm-hmm. and they would always be like you have to go here you have to go here and want everywhere i go people would be like you gotta go to vietnam really gotta go to vietnam got to go vietnam you mm-hmm. know like that istanbul people like always like yo you gotta hit up turkey istanbul bro hit that shit up you went and you i lived in istanbul <sighs> i liked it i'm, I'm getting visit. lost with just you're just like when i studied in germany when i lived in it was like I, nothing surprises me. When did you live in Istanbul? What uh, the hell? 2009. Are you a spy, by no. the way? You could be a fucking spy. I could see it 100%. I feel like governments be sleeping on me, you know? Yo, like, you, yo they, all those movies where it's like she's in a pantsuit, but then she goes undercover and has got a dress and there's like a, a gun right on the thigh. I was almost I arrested once in Morocco in a pantsuit because they thought we were... They thought you were a professional? Yeah. No, actually. It was like me and my boss... And we didn't have male counterparts with us. And they were so angry. And she was a woman as well? She was a woman as well. And we lived down the street. So we're just walking home Yeah. in pantsuits. Yes. They thought we were soliciting. They thought you were like prostitutes. Like Hillary Clinton pantsuit. <laughs> like yeah. job interview yeah. pantsuit. Yeah. What'd they say? I don't know. It was all in like bare bare. And we were just pissed. We were so pissed. And luckily our male friends came and like... They're like, no, no, they're accounted for. They are to be married next week. Yeah, no, don't touch them. They're like, Pretty all right, much. as long as they are accounted for. Pretty much. We were so pissed. I thought uh, this is in Casablanca? Yes, that's where we I lived. thought it was super. That's like, I thought that was like crazy liberal North Africa. Like, eh, I mean, not really. I remember. So I was probably 25. Yeah. I just ooted myself. But I remember the women at 25 my age were all still virgins. Okay, you're not surprised. Uh, no, I was no, I was just about to <laughs> say dramatic pause. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I, mean? yeah. I was hitting that. And just of like, course, 25. Yeah, yeah it's African Sudan. They would yeah. be either that or married with two kids. It's one of those two. Yeah. Right. There's no in between. Yeah. There's yeah. not like they're dating and they, they they're just no. keeping their options open. No, none no, of that. No. Did you no. enjoy it though? Besides the the uh, being in the past, as far as like women's. I movement mean, and all that stuff there were some nice parts of casablanca for sure but i would say for all the places that i got to live usually the more limited ones because i'm a female yeah in terms of rights and freedoms they're not gonna make it to the top of the list i mean <laughs> you know i'm not a you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm a genius but i think i connect the dots you know the the ones all the places where you're a second class citizen yeah you're not a big fan of yeah surprise yeah. surprise yeah it was like yeah it's like let's, a black let's guy just say that it's like it's like a fucking vacation where you can go to the past or the future it's like how do you did you like 1960 more or 2040 it's like what do you think <laughs> what do you fucking think yeah so well, so what happened in istanbul why'd you make that face it was just, it was so many different things. Like, it wasn't just the place because I actually quite enjoyed Istanbul when mm. I visited it. Yeah. As a tourist. Like San Francisco. Yeah. And then living and working there was just like, ugh. Tell me the difference. Well, I think it was many influences. It was winter, so the weather was terrible. We picked the wrong place to live, and traffic is horrible. So um, you were just in like gridlock all the time? All the time. Okay. And well. also, my relationship was not was was failing at that point so you were there in like uh living with like the partner at the time yeah so we were doing those projects together after lebanon yes and um it was just everything they switched the media that we were working with and i was super comfortable and familiar with the last one and i knew how to sell it i knew how to do that job and so now we're like going to turkey 
at first, and also it was like, I was supposed to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Then Greece's economy folded. And so they were like, we're going to send you to Greece. So I'm like brushing up on my Greek. That, it's <laughs> so then, funny to me. You're like, I, I don't like it in Morocco. Fuck this. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> they, they pick. The company would pick for you. So it's not like I'm hand selecting yeah, these yeah, countries. Yeah. Wherever they... You need to have a conversation with whoever's doing the fucking picking. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely, I think it was just like a last ditch thing. Clearly, if they're changing it three times in a row before. And I also think back then, I was very... Just just to uh, refresh me on this, this is like, uh, was it aid work or what what was it exactly? No, it was like kind of global advertising, sales, branding. And why would they have to send you to the country? Because we want... OTS. We want a signature on a contract on the spot. Gotcha. OTS on OTS. the spot. Yeah. Gotcha. So you go for like a week or two? Oh, three to seven months. Just to get one signature? No, you're hoping to get many, many, <laughs> many, many signed contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So w- again, I, this is you are a spy, by the way. You're not helping that whole thing of not being a spy. Many, many signed contracts. But I just feel like I would, like, let's say that I was. I'm not. Oh, I'm is. not. No, I'm not. <laughs> this, but is, like, this is like the OJ book. If I did it, this is how. You did it. <laughs> the gloves don't fit. Yeah, um, you did it. Nah, you but are. don't you think that being a comedian would just be the perfect cover? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Dramatic pause. That's the third one. I tried we to can't wink. do anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna show my my camera while you're winking just to ruin it. Because my mouth opened. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. So you were a spy for sure. Nah, I totally could have been though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I but, just think governments be sleeping. Yeah, they're like an Asian woman can't do it. She'll go and just work at a massage parlor. Come on. Yeah, exactly. She, they know happy endings, not not long-term investments and whatever the fuck. <laughs> collapsing governments. But Istanbul just like was the I worst just, to live in. Uh, I, I don't know why. Everyone, again, it's a tourist a man, versus living thing. But as a man, yes. would you have a great time? Absolutely. So you're going to have a totally different experience from me as an Asian woman there. Also, in most parts of kind of the Middle East, North Africa or, you know, mm. Asian women are typically housekeepers gotcha maids maids yeah. childs you the know help. the nannies yeah. the help yeah so so people say so that's like people assume that even when you're walking on the street kind Kinda, of like yeah. in the back of their head yeah like, so when cool. i'm like rolling into these meetings and of course i'm wearing like six inch you know like yeah. underneath my pantsuit so you can't actually tell how tall i am so yeah. i'm like standing 5'11". Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're just like, what is this thing? She's here for OTS. That's yeah, OT- oh, they're for OTS. OTS. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, because also we were 100% commission-based. So if you ain't signing, you ain't making nothing. Got, was it good money? Um, I mean, wasn't And you lift up, you have like Jordan 1's off-white or some crazy shoe. You just lift it into the camera. How <laughs> yeah, does that answer that? that just barefoot. <laughs> Does that answer your question? I kind mean, of. it was it was a good experience for sure. What I was your favorite country to to dip into to do these things? Um, I would say I loved Lebanon, but yeah. I don't think I could live there. I would always go back to to visit in a heartbeat because Lebanese people they know how to live. They know how to live. They literally live like tomorrow could be their last day, because in their minds it could. And there's something very I have so many Lebanese friends watching and listening right now. Bro, I told you, man. Lebanon, man. Come to Beirut, man. Yeah, Beirut. They're going to get a big... Uh, yeah? I love everything about Beirut and Lebanon. I've gone snowboarding there. Yeah, it was They a- say you can snowboard right to the beach. Right to the beach. Right to the beach. Done it. It's amazing. <laughs> Azim. Azim? <laughs> Mumayas. Um. Anyways, I'll stop. <laughs> so you literally, you know, like eight words in every any every country language. that comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, Lebanon. I really rocked this one taxi driver's life because he couldn't see. Like I was in the back. I was with a bunch of people, and I think I had just been speaking Greek with this one guy, and he's like, "But you, but the you speak every language." And I'm like, "Let's try it, sir. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Pakistan. Blah blah. Okay, you speak Urdu, and then I was just like going in, but he hadn't seen me. Yeah. Right, so when we finish, and he was just like, "I gotta see what you look like," and he turns on the lights, and there I am sitting there, and he's like, 
Boy. His eyes went to doing, doing, doing. Like, like a cartoon. Boggle. Um, yeah, yeah. But how? Crazy. It was you. I love doing that. Oh, it's my favorite. Just fucking with people like that. Mm. This is, by the way, this is the exact party trick yeah. of an ex-spy. Do you understand that? Do you understand if you were at a party, at, let's say like it's a 56-year-old person at a party years later and this very multicultural party. Who the and fuck is 56, motherfucker? <laughs> someone with a life. You no, know, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying this hypothetically. Relax. What the fuck? You think I'm calling you 56? I'm looking know. at you right now. <laughs> I look way older than you. Do you understand? People are watching this shit. You look very young and I look kind of old. So what the <laughs> fuck am I going to say? You know? But like if you went around and just speaking in everyone's language to them, that is like and like entertaining and being funny. You're like, that's a fucking spy. That's someone who's a spy. Like to just get into a room, fit in, not be uncomfortable, have like the sense of like, confidence because you did every country you did every culture you've been in so many cultures that you are second class and you navigated it that's not a lot of people have done that shit you know and i really hope that i can do it again like soon like i leave in a week and i don't know why i'm so like chill it's like the same thing car blows up (laughs) whatever i'll figure it out like I'm going to, not just going, but like doing shows in countries that I've never experienced. I've never traveled to them in my life. But you don't have a worry of that because you've been to 50 countries. You know, you've been to many countries you've never been to before. And you know what that's like. Like, okay, get the fucking the language app or whatever. No, hit this. But what if these jokes are just so inappropriate? Because I'm not, I'm not exactly the cleanest. Because I think. I, but you're not an idiot either. So you're going to read the room. You're going to have your eyes open between the hotel. Sorry, between the airport to the hotel and everything in between. I'm your be eyes asking. are going to be yeah, taking in everything. True. And when you get on stage, you, you're not going to put yourself in a, an unsafe position. I have a feeling that's how okay. it's going to go down. Okay. You know? You're going to be like, okay, do not bring up the leader. I have, I have been in seven conversations about don't, don't talk do shit it. about the leader. Yeah, okay. It noted yeah he's like when i was in china doing some open mics in shanghai there was some topics no one had to tell me i could tell all the comics went no one was talking about like chinese government yeah. oh hell no and i'm like That's i'm not stupid. gonna be the guy yeah. here on a visa i a- think in shanghai they actually clubs have been shut down like people i think i think it's shanghai don't quote me but when i was getting all the like leads from other comedians who have done asia yeah. and they were like there used to be this thing and then some something went wrong i don't know if it was shanghai but it was somewhere and shut down like closed maybe the guy even was put in jail for a bit but like that's crazy to put a china, chi- china doesn't fuck around with yeah. jail china, yeah they really don't china is the way that you would think it happens jail should happen objectively but it doesn't because it's like in the world, as especially in North America, as we see, if you're like older and well-to-do and white, you have a way lower chance of going to prison for the same mm-hmm. crime, mm-hmm. whether it's tax evasion, a violent crime, anything, right? You see it hands down everywhere. But like in Asia, billionaires just get grabbed. Billion, like in China specifically, not Asia, like in China specifically, billionaires get grabbed. And I have a friend who... I have a close friend whose dad did a lot of business in, he's from Hong Kong. His dad did a lot of business in mainland. Yes, business. And let's just say he didn't pay the government their cut. Oh. And he's been in prison for over 10 years. Like they, they every, every couple of years he gets a letter. Damn. Like, and he's like well-to-do. They were millionaires. They like everything, you know, and like just gone off the map. Like that doesn't happen here. You have your lawyers appealing. You have a team of seven lawyers doing every fucking legal thing in the book to get. Like Cosby is out of prison. You know that, right? Cosby's not in prison. Cosby hasn't even been been in prison for months. Well, usually if you can afford a really good lawyer, but that's what I'm saying. China don't play that game. You don't. You can't afford a good lawyer in China because the the government's like, oh, whoa, whoa, your lawyer's going to prison too. Like if if you know what I mean. Like the bill, Alibaba guy, they he disappeared. He's a billion. That's like. They Elon don't even Musk. give you an opportunity and say you you owe us X, Y, and Z. Pay it, and we won't. I think it almost is like if we prove that you dodged us, we're taking the money out of your accounts, and you're coming to prison. Like it's not Damn. even like you owe us. It's like 
they have a level of control that like the government here doesn't even have because yeah. I think it's like because here people could put money offshore and stuff and and anywhere you can but I think in China the the government knows about everything you have in the the Bahamas and the Cayman Islands and Switzerland. It's, it's like they will lock TikTok. it. That's yeah. how Every, oh, they capture all yeah. the information. There's a guy Why in you dancing? In a bank. Why you dancing? <laughs> He's dancing. <laughs> They're reading all the codes behind him and shit. China's next level. Damn. But when I was there doing comedy, no one told me the rules, and you can smell it in the air. I no one had to tell me of one word of what like to talk or not talk about, and you could just smell it in the air. Damn. Yeah. But still, shit. But you see the like when you're in China, you're like, but look at the fucking pros. They just, I just watched them fix this street. Two days I'm here. I just watched them do a project construction here. That's a three month project in fucking Ontario. Three months. Eglinton is a ten year thing. Yeah. That's a four month project in China. So it's like, I mean, shit moves over there. They're fucking. They're gonna be the superpower in a couple years. So. Brush up on that Mandarin, you know. I'm just a strong, silent type. <laughs> the problem is you don't have any. You don't run into a lot of Mandarin cab drivers, right? No. So you're not learning a lot of Mandarin. That's the issue. No, sir. That's no, sir, Bob. That's what the the new well-to-do people they're putting their kids in. Like, oh, you know, it used yeah. to be French. Oh, now yeah. they're it's Mandarin. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a smart move. They're gonna yeah. be the superpower soon. That's... So tell me, what cities are you actually hitting? Like. um country What's the aside for sure? yeah like what is hit because so are you sure? calling it a tour or what are you calling it? i guess it's yeah. only gonna be simone live in asia <laughs> simone yeah li- live in asia live in asia that's fucking sick um so for sure first one's korea hopefully get the audiobook done because i would just feel really good about doing that yeah um i was gonna go to thailand that's still that hasn't been confirmed yet um then jakarta in indonesia okay yeah and then Two shows in Singapore, which I think I need to be a little bit careful there. So, yeah, just don't be spitting gum. I'll tell you that. I right know, now. right? You Ooh. better fucking put that hubba bubba in your Ooh. purse, Simone. <laughs> put that. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's it's a, uh, Excel. I'll just be They're doing just comedy you. with like this wad on my finger yeah. just for later. Um, and she got. Then... A, she did six years for Trident, <laughs> possession of Trident, spearmint. Oh, you're gonna wait for a long time, Miss. But my mouth is minty fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Oh, sick. Now, that's yeah. supposed to be... A lot of Sudanese are there learning. No way. They, they, like, really allow a lot of Sudanese to come and go to university there. Nice. A lot of my cousins went there. So, that's just... that taking That's taking me into December. Okay. And so, there's a small chance that I'll come back to Canada for Christmas, but I kind of don't want to because i don't think i will have completed what i want it's going to be the most expensive time to fly it's going to be an the absolute shit show it doesn't make any sense and the coldest time don't come back right don't, so i'm kind don't. of like you know i know people who i could do shows in tokyo but that's also going to be cold so could i snowboard like i'm just like trying to think like how can i make the most out of this or post up in vietnam for like two dollars a day and live amazing and get a motorcycle and just do that whole thing i, I hey, mean i've heard Com- cambodia is also sick um i've never been to the philippines there's oh, just shit. so many i also kind of am waiting to hear back on a show in bali i've always wanted to go to bali so there's a lot of feelers out there. I think if I actually have successful shows in parts of Southeast Asia, that will allow me to have leverage. Have, and the momentum. Right? Because yeah. then it's like, I just did this, Because use social this. media. Be like, thanks, Cambodia. Yeah. Another one. Thanks, Vietnam. They're like, Come to Laos. You know what I mean? I'm Come just to, like, so Indonesia. terrible at that. I know, I know. But still, I'm like, really... when you're out there, it's like, you got to do it. I know. You got to do it. And not every day, but, like, it's like one show in each country pretty much, isn't it? Um, some I have two or three. Yeah? Yeah. If anything, just get pictures after the fact. Like, right. you know, it, it's like currency for a comedian to just be like, we were here, we <sighs> did know. the thing, and then people go, oh, shit, I want to see your thing. You know, I don't post that much, but when I go on tour, I'm planning on recording every show, cutting one crowd clip, like, the night of, or the next day, being like, St. Johnny was sick. Gander, we coming for you tonight. You know what I mean? Build Are you going hype. to Gander? I'm going to Gander, Oh yeah. my God, that's Have amazing. Have you ever been? No, but that musical or the the thing about the 9-11, the planes, and then the Gander folk just took them all into their homes. 9-11? 
So when 9-11 happened, yeah. there was planes that had to land in Gander, I'm pretty sure. Great Gander, Newfoundland. Yeah, of all places. And yeah, go look it up. It's yeah. called like three words. <laughs> like now we're playing charades. Gander, three Newfoundland, words. Be here now? No, that's not it. 9-11 people. It's a three-word NL, NL famously embraced the world on 9-11. There's an untold story about what happened here. Influx of refugees, a history of airline tragedies, and even Y2K prepared Gander for 9-11. Look Yo. up Gander Musical or Gander Play. Gander Musical, Gander. Yo, this is incredible because now this is an in You need the top. to know that, yeah. dude, if you're well, doing I, shows usually there. Usually when I'm on tour, I Google like right. that morning when you're lingering. I Google the town. I see, oh, they have a museum. I just go look around just and then write five minutes on the town and then mm. do my shit. Gander Musical. Come from away. Come from away. Come from away. I said it was three words. Yeah, super sweet Is story. Is it Canadian musical with book and music? Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like a big deal. Okay. And it's just such Sick. a Canadian heartwarming story where all these like small town folk that have never, right? How many people are there? Tens of thousands, maybe? I Gander? think so, yeah. And then this huge jumbo jet full of people that averted a like potential terrorist Right, like yeah, nobody knew what was happening. Or they can't, and there's no hotels. There's no infrastructure for all these people who are on this jumbo jet to stay. So literally, the whole town had to take in random airline folk. No way. Yeah, it's like an incredible story. You need to make <laughs> you, a joke about that. The McKinnons, you come to us. It's like we'll take in two, but no more. Bye. Like no, whatever the Newfoundland like, accent. That's such actually a amazing. Canadian. I'm looking into this. Yeah, dude. That's, that's awesome. Like, Thank you for telling me. That's what the about great Corner thing Brook, about. Newfoundland? Did some oh, shit I like do, that? Dude. Too much. Sydney, Nova you Scotia? Get one. Yeah. You get one. You okay. get Gander. <laughs> Sydney, Nova Scotia. That's funny. I flew there before too and did a thing. But yo, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think I might actually be in Vietnam in January. If, Let's the, if go. I can book it, I'm, I really, I've been, it's on the top of my list and I can't wait to hit it up. There is a club. So I did a show with a woman in Maui. Yeah. And she had spent a lot of time in Vietnam. Yeah. And so there's one thing out there at least. Yeah. So. And it's one of those things where if I can't even get up in the 10 days or two weeks that I'm there, uh, I don't even care. It's yeah. like I'm there to motorcycle, do the whole thing, be on like that long, thin boat with the little mountains that <laughs> stick out of the water. I want to do the thing, you know? I'm not. The pandemic taught me like I don't have to get up every night. Right. I, I live, just want to you know. get massaged all day long. Yeah, just, I love that you're like this. No, <laughs> I mean, women never get offered yeah. happy endings. I think that is the worst. Imagine because like, it wouldn't lack make, of you, equality. How do you price it? Because it's like it could be a five minute thing or an hour thing. It doesn't matter. Uh, the guy's happy ending. We're like, we know this is a three to six minute task we're doing. As women, Dutra it's like trying to hold out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I just remember like being in Thailand. Um, so like the last trip five years ago when I just started comedy, I went to Korea and then Korea was getting cold. Yeah. And it was November. It's like I'm like replaying this whole thing five years later. Then I went to Thailand to do the Bangkok Comedy Fringe Festival. But then I somehow talked my way into becoming this ambassador for this like nonprofit organization that was helping blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then so we, a, a bunch of us went to get massages and there was one dude with us and they were kind of like only offering him. And I was like, like, like a second citizen I again. Know, like, I thought I wasn't, I, I didn't realize I was in Morocco. What know? the fuck is happening? I'm you sure know? she's got strong hands. I'll take a little, little rigor mortis, you know? You're like, okay, right, yeah, I'll still pay it. Just stop. Yeah. Please. Come on. <laughs> That's it. You should do a bit on that. The massage inequality. I'm not saying do it there, but don't do it in China, you know? I mean, I always do the things where, because in Thailand, they're like, do not joke about the ladyboys. Yeah. They will come throw rock like. What if it's like endearing jokes? Oh, that's what I tried to do. It, did they throw? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're like I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I tend to always do a lot of things that maybe people don't like, but I really want to make it funny. I, I, hey, that's you got to take risks, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're never gonna get there. Yeah. You can't just do the thing. You're like these will all work. Like I'm not saying I'm in China being like. The leader ain't shit. The government ain't shit. Democracy. And they're just coming. <laughs> democracy. I don't even have bits. I just yell, democracy, democracy. <laughs> I'll say this and uh, we, we could uh, wrap up. When I was in China, the client, I got a massage across the hotel. The client paid for it. The massage. The massage. I actually thought it was a massage. You know what I mean? 
But there was an old Chinese. Pepper grinder? Oh, yeah. Well, she's an old Chinese small lady, small hands, so she could pepper grind anybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what she started doing. She finishes the massage and she starts fondling me. What? And I'm like, oh, fuck, happy ending. I've never had a happy ending before, right? And? She's going. I get hard. I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. I even smacked in the ass too, which is hilarious. I don't think you're supposed to touch them. <laughs> yeah, which is it was. I thought it was like it was my ego was like, yo, she loves you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought it was, but then this is how I knew it was like not that because she's using just her hand. It's dry, and she's got her little basket with the lotions and stuff because she finished the massage. And I start, it's you know, she only speaks Mandarin, so I start pointing at the basket. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck. So dry, the, yeah. the basket. A Vaseline. And then, and then she, she goes like this to me. Mm. She starts you off, gets you hard, but you got to pay for the lotion. And I was mm. like, oh my God, this is the, this is not, that's China versus America right there. That is why they can't, that's why the Chinese are going to win. They start and then they'll pick up after. Just the dry tip is free. Oh my God, that was some heroin dealer shit. But I, but the client was paying for it. I didn't know how much it was, so I was like, no. And she took the lotion and left. So Damn, I was just you can't even finish yourself, <laughs> bitch. I was putting on my pants with a bone. I'm, like, ah, I'm going back to the hotel quick. You weren't just crying, just like. I don't know what it would cost gross but yo Sybil, <laughs> thank you for coming as always please look into the camera and let the people know uh where to find you i have people listening from like fucking all over the world so who knows well, maybe they might see in you asia out. yeah I mean, there's I'm a lot of countries a out bunch there of places uh i mean probably mostly on ig you can just find me at spark the power all one word and you're gonna have all your dates posted on there uh sure yeah. <laughs> dude i'm terrible at this but yeah i'll but yo, she's coming out there. If uh, you are living in the places that she listed, follow her. Keep an eye on her story. And yo, that'd be so sick to just hear someone on a podcast and then come see them out live halfway across the world. How that sick would, would that be. be? But I wouldn't put it past you. Mm. Right? Yeah, from my end, come out to the tour. They're going places. We're hitting all these cities. Even Gander, which I'm going to write some. I'm going to fucking look into this come from away, whatever thing. Come from away, he was. We let him in our home and I didn't. Nobody, like, I'm, I can was good it for the goose. It was is good, good for, the- for the gander. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just offended a whole people. <laughs> gander. Your teeth fell out as you were saying gander. <laughs> gander. <laughs> like Canada's All right, hillbilly. take that part out. <laughs> yeah, that's getting edited. But yo, uh, thank you for tuning in as always. If you liked it, click plus, follow, all that stuff. Simone, I wish you the best on this trip. Thanks. Stay safe. Don't say anything crazy. Don't get killed. Don't get don't spit gum in Singapore. Maybe we can do a follow-up episode in Vietnam. I want yeah, I'd be actually done. I'm gonna bring like a mic and shit. We'll yeah, see. Hell yeah. Uh but until next time, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.